9.84. You know what that is? Rick, you know what that is? Oh, I know what that is. What is that, Rick? Donovan Bailey, 96, Atlanta, world record, Olympic record, no big deal. Fastest man in the world. Yeah, that Donovan Bailey, he was in studio, and it's about to come right at you. I'm your co-host, George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti. And as George said, we had Donovan Bailey in the studio. Such a great conversation. He walked us through, uh, obviously, the Olympics. The fastest man on the planet race in Toronto. Told us about what he's doing. We talked sports. We talked raps. And honestly, sick conversation. You can't miss this one. Big, big vibes. Hi, honestly. I don't even know. I, I just leave it at that. Now, I'd like to give a shout out as well to our sponsor on this episode. Uh, if you want to be the best, you got to train like the best. You got to fuel like the best. You got you to gotta just do everything like the best. And who's the best? Universal Supplements. That's who. Universal USA. Uh, products like... Ultraway Protein, Egg Pro, their creatine. I mean, they make products like M-Stack, Animal Stack, Cuts. They make everything, guys. Um, if you want to be the best, fuel like the best, okay? Universal products, that's what you need. Uh, I think that's good. Guys, we're not going to waste any more time. Let you hear what the, uh, the champ, the fastest man alive had to say. What do we say, Georgie? LFG. Let's go. Have a ticket yet. It's all good, man. Do your thing. I mean, I love that you guys are doing your thing, man. This is awesome. Mr. Bailey, welcome to the Pals Podcast. Well, it's good to have, good to good to be here. Yeah. Good for you guys to have me here. Do you want to go by Mr. Bailey Donovan? No, listen, Donovan. The fastest man, the fastest man in the world. Donovan, no, I'm, I'm definitely not the fast man right now. I okay. had that title one time, but not right now. Well, Donovan, well, thanks. Wait, well, sorry, I was going to say, on that title, we kind of want to want to jump right in. You had that title at one point. There was a big uh, a big meet with you and somebody here at uh, at Skydome. <laughs> it wasn't really a race. It was never, it was, no, but it wasn't. It was never going to be a race. I mean, I think that uh, what there's a big takeaway that people don't really understand. So, um, you know, Michael and I were never going to run 100 meters, and he had a chance. There's no, there's wow, zero chance that. of that. Uh, but, uh, but I think the the 150, the takeaway from that was that it, it was the first um, athlete-owned competition. So it's kind of like Mayweather Productions or yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. or Golden Boy. Yeah. So I think so. We're probably the only track athletes, professional track athletes ever, who actually owned our event. Yeah, you know, so that's and, and of course we got paid very well. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. And who and how did this come about? So I mean, just even the backup, because I mean, obviously everyone listening and we know about it, but like you guys self promoted it through the event, planned it all that. Like, how did it come about? Well, no. I, I think one, it came about the fact that I broke the world record in, in Atlanta, and he broke the two hundred. I broke the hundred meters, and he broke the two hundred meters, and 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 I think there's a couple of the media media types thought that uh, because he'd ran uh, nine, I think he'd ran nine six. Yeah. On, on the last hundred meters, uh, off the uh, or the first, uh, he had run nine yeah. six anyway at some point. Uh, in, in the last two hundred meters, they thought, oh well, if he had ran the hundred meters, then he would have been the fastest guy. Uh, but they they what? But that's that's really like really dumb math. Yeah. Uh, because 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 my f so so when you're out of the blocks, they call it like a fly hundred meters. Mm -hmm. So his fly hundred meters was nine point six. My fly hundred meters was eight point eight. Right, oh, which is what I ran in the relay. 
So I don't know who was doing the math <laughs> or who thought it was going to be a race. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but it was never, it was never going to be a thing. But again, you know, I respect Michael, man. I mean, he's, uh, he's done some incredible things on the track and, and he's, uh, he's certainly, you know, like a hall of fame and, yeah. and good guy in this event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just have one go question. Go. You said the fly, which means that's not so when you're out of the blocks, when you kind of get going your hundred meter distance, right. and you said in the relay you hit eight six. Yeah, so yeah. So so Jeez. what what yeah, what happens? It's like a st- it's like you get a running, running start. start. Yeah, yes, you get a running start. Because I remember watching that. I mean, we're a little bit young for senior, but we've watched it over and over. Can no thank big. God for Google for you, young <laughs> yeah. bucks, man. YouTube, YouTube saved YouTube us. and Google for you guys. But that yeah. run was uh, yeah. And even watching the kind of some of the documentaries that happens from you watch and you almost think like Mayweather. Um, Gregor McGregor. Right. It's like that that kind of sense that yeah, yeah, the yeah. competition, two of the best athletes. But that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. And I think that I think that I mean you, you know one of the things that I, when I talk to like other athletes, when I talk to like Carl Lewis or Linford Christie or guys who are phenomenal back in the day, one of the things that we are all envious of is the fact that you all have like uh, social media now. Yeah. And and and, and I'm think like I'm saying that that. Um, the 150 led every news broadcast around the world. Man. Yeah. So at that point, I mean, if I if I had Twitter yeah. or, or Instagram, I mean, I had 100 million followers, man. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was like it. It was stopped. the biggest thing. Ask yeah. your parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, they they know they they know you were joining us today, and they that's uh, awesome. Yeah. They were like, oh, you know about the race, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. obviously know about the race. Well, like, well, funny. You talk about some of the media stuff, and one thing we didn't, I guess, we didn't really know until digging into it is, you know, kind of the stuff that was going back and forth with the newspapers and taking out some articles and kind of stoking the fire a little right. bit when I mean that so that is like the, the I mean the modern day examples Mayweather McGregor but you guys were kind of like I don't I can't think of another example back then that was like that like there that rivalry none. animosity that hype and everything there was not listen the only thing funny enough the only thing that you can compare it back in those days to was Mike, a Mike Tyson fight yeah. yeah that's the only thing and it yeah. was and it was actually geared to be that way because you had uh, it was one on one I mean the 150 in in the event in Toronto you had the top two best athlete in each event uh, going head to head so yeah. yeah it was amazing uh, great promotion and I mean I think that there was uh, I, I guess there was there's some sort of media driven dislike uh, yeah. between Michael and I I mean I like the guy I don't know how he feels about me <laughs> we'll leave that we'll leave it at that well we'll leave that one at. Um, you mentioned uh, coming off both of you guys were coming off you know world records and obviously 96 Atlanta Olympics that iconic photo you cross the finish line you know you won Again, I, you won't you won't know this, but I think Olympians and specifically gold yeah. medalists are the coolest people in the world because you are the individual <laughs> best at what you do. There, to let, to no, give you some context yeah. too, like Ricky's thing, like we, so, I mean, we're big sports guys, but right. Ricky's always like he's always talked about, you know, they're they're the best of the best. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, "Who was the best in like Canadian sports that we can get on this show?" Oh. And he's like, he messaged me, he's like, "I'm gonna get Don Bailey." I'm like, "You're crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. I can't I can't believe I'm up here doing this." Thing. But but I tell you what, I mean, I'm always I'm always supportive of of young cats like you doing your thing. And thank God for COVID because that's the only reason why, <laughs> I'm, actually, I guess, why I'm actually in I, the country because, uh, you know, it had the Olympics uh, not been canceled. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd actually be in Japan right now. Yeah. So, sorry, just on that, and I know we cut Rick off and he wants to talk, bring that back up. But if you were in, in Japan, like, do you go as an ambassador to Canada? Do you go for, like, business or just kind of just, just go? Well, a couple right? of yeah. things. Um, one, I, I, I'm an ambassador to the Tokyo Games. Oh. And number two, and this is the most important stuff, I'm an analyst for CBC. So, I mean, okay. I, I still get a chance to sit in studio uh, 
and and uh, you know get my hands uh, dirty and take a look at and and critique and critique criticize um, support all the young athletes that are that are competing now. Yeah. So I mean I get to I get to see these guys and I get to cheer them on from within the studio. So I I'm cheering them on with other people watching yeah. me cheer yeah, them yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. And you're cool. also it keeps you involved in the sport a lot more too, right? Always. I mean yeah. but but that's the thing. I mean you always have to you always have to be able to uh, I think I think this is of any sport. I mean, I, and I know that like uh, Steve Nash is high, always involved yeah. with basketball Canada. Certainly Wayne uh, with yeah. hockey. So I mean, you know, I think it's always good for like the elder statesmen, and and also I mean, we're all ambassadors of our sport. So it's always good to just you know keep your hands there and and get to talk to some of the young kids and yeah. and, and also yeah. see see the talent, help them if you can. Yeah, I mean, mentor we, them a bit. Yeah, yeah. We have all the wisdom that you know. There's nothing that no new athlete is ever going to go through that we haven't gone yep. through already. So, so yeah, it's always good to give back. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, back, to, back to my question. Yeah, no, this yeah, is, I, I've been thinking about this one. This one. <laughs> so, again, you cross the finish line. You know you won. Take us what was going through your mind at that time. You know, you just that iconic photo. You know what? Not, not a whole lot, man. I think that, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to tell you two things. Uh, I, I look back at the, I, so I looked at the clock. I knew I won at probably about, 70 meters 60 70 meters and i was wow. just trying I was, I was just trying not to panic because when you panic a lot a, a lot of times m your body like your speed and momentum slows down because okay. your diaphragm's not high enough this is all the technical stuff yeah yeah this, is, this is the stuff us some, regular people yeah, don't know slow yeah. guys don't know right their <laughs> diaphragm's not high enough because what you do in 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 track and field when you when you you accelerate out of the blocks and you, you hit top speed, like I would be like six foot six or six foot seven. So I'm basically flying through the air and I'm cycling underneath, uh, so, so I'm cycling underneath my yeah. torso. So it's high enough. And so I'm trying not to panic at 60. So when I, when I crossed the line, I just looked over at the clock and I just saw nine eight and I thought, oh yeah, I broke the Canadian record. So I, I wasn't even thinking where. So all I saw was nine eight, and 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 then I looked, I looked, looked back away, and then I knew there was a whole bunch of Canadians that that were were sitting right at the end of the finish line, and that's the picture. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, that right. is that's, that's, that's the look right. coming across the line. Yeah. I mean. But how did, and I'm going to ask, and this is probably a stupid question, because at the end of the day, you're never like, a stupid question. But, never stupid uh, but I know you know you won because you're, no, you, always been asked before, one of the two. <laughs> but at 60 meters, like, how do you know? Because you're, I remember, like, I've watched that over and over. We both have. You came with the blocks. You were probably the last one out of the block or one of the slower ones. I was the second last person. Yeah. Uh, well, I, again, when you, when you, okay, so when you, everyone can run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and what makes our sport like the, the, the simplest, uh, but most technically difficult sport in the world is because everyone can do it. And so uh, when I came out of the blocks, I knew that my top speed was faster than everybody else in the okay. field. Uh, very much like Usain Bolt. Okay. So if Usain came out, like Usain has ran incredible time because he's actually had a good start. Okay. But if he, had a, if he had a terrible start like me, then he'd probably run less. I mean, I'd never wish that on him. But yeah, yeah. but he but again, the, the, the times that he's that he's ran, it means that he's just come out of the blocks equal to those guys. Okay. I knew that if I stayed in my phases, if I stayed, in my, if I accelerated and I hit top speed, I was going to pass those guys because I've been doing it all year. Uh, you know, I think that also it's probably important for your audience to know that like track and field is the most popular. Uh, professional sport around the world. So, oh, yeah. I, I, so I'm traveling. I've been to 189 countries, and all of them there, there, and so, so they're 189, 189, and and so oh, and and this crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's almost all the world. Almost, there's like I think it's 220 countries. But, <laughs> but I'm saying to you that 
That so so a lot a lot of times uh, we're we're fans of tennis and golf. So we're in all of those countries, like we're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so there's always a track meet and there's a professional competition. Uh, so I had seen all the guys. So that being said, uh, at the Olympic Games, there's never any surprises. There's, no, there's some guys not going to hop out of the stands, put shoes on and break the world <laughs> record. So you know, so the eight guys that line up, you would have met them before. You'd have okay. seen them before at a professional competition. Like I said, if you think of sprinting or professional track, just think tennis or golf because yeah. it's the same thing it's not a team this is just the same thing it's the individual sport individual sport and there's meets there's no country that doesn't have a track meet none what's well, a universal sport right? oh, you don't even need shoes to do it I mean anybody anywhere can do it well I mean, that well that's that's what makes it truly a world when you say I'm, I'm the world champion or I am the Olympic champion because every single country, whether a guy's running two minutes for the 100 meters, yeah. they're going to, they're going to, they're going to send <laughs> That's like some, what I run, like two and a half minutes, 100 meters. <laughs> I don't think you're that slow, but yeah, I mean, there, 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 some, there's some, there's some guys that, there's some countries that, that, that send athletes there and they're running like literally 11, 12 seconds, yeah. 14 seconds. I mean, one of the things I used to do at the game when I was competing, uh, you know, uh, my my sponsor was Adidas, so we some of those guys didn't even have shoes, and they they made it to the game. The Olympics, yeah, yeah. So just go and hand them shoes, man. It's great. Wow. I mean, we, ultimately, uh, sprinters from every country would be like the number one guy. The biggest fans are actually not the fans. It's the, the, actually those guys. those guys who are running because they're like, oh my god, like you, they literally sleep out your room outside of your room for like two days just to meet you, and then they're gonna compete against you. Like a couple days later, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta psych the opponent out. You can't just give in and pander to them, uh, right? But, but they know they have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. It's always good. You mentioned competing all over the world. What's one event outside of the 96 Olympics that really stood out to you? Well, there's no one event. That's, that's what I'm saying to you. Um, they are, so the Diamond, Le the Diamond League, for instance, right now is, is, uh, is, 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 is a professional uh, league that happens in Europe. Uh, so uh, there, you know, any, any year you can go to Zurich. Uh, uh, Lausanne, Nice, Monaco, Paris, Budapest, Russia. I mean, you, yeah. Italy. You you go any. I mean, there's any any there's there, there's a professional track meet held in all those South Africa, Australia, uh, Qatar. You know, yeah. Oh, so, so 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 I mean, in the Caribbean, uh, there's a couple of meets. There's, there's a couple of um, permit competitions in Canada, Harry Jerome's uh, in Vancouver. So yeah, I mean, like if you if you know the industry. Uh, you know, it's great. I mean, I, 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 the, probably the favorite place that I used to compete at uh, was Berlin, Jesse Owens, uh, 1936. Yeah. It's the same stadium. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so it's really good to, to, to go and compete there. I love Greece. Uh, you know, that's so my, I, that's my place. Really? That's, that's Greece. Country. Love Greece, man. <laughs> that's my place. We got a spot in Kafisia. But but we'll come uh, on. We'll let, yes. Okay, we're talking about that off. Yeah. Can't let people know. <laughs> no, no, but no, but yeah. I mean, no. We went there. Um, no, I mean, I've gone. You just made his day, by the way. Yeah, honestly, no, listen, I'm like very like love my, Greece. My, yeah. love, love Greece and Italy. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you know, there we go. We got both covered. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite places to run also is Rome. Yeah. The, yeah. The Grand Gal in Rome. So I mean, it's yeah. But yeah, yeah. Greece is Greece. Athens. Fantastic. Beautiful. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Did you go in 04? Yeah, I was. I was there working. I was there with CBC. Okay. I was there with CBC and BBC. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what did you think of it? Like the, the way it was I was done? in Greece last year. What do you mean? What did I think of <laughs> it? We, we were there last year. When were you there? <laughs> I was, uh, Porto Heli, I was there last year. I was just. Porto Heli, my, my cousin's got my. 
my brother's godparents got a place out there. Yes, so I, was, I, was, I was there at the, the Amman Resort and I was hanging out. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Amman's like <laughs> a friend of here. Top yeah, no, I love Top Greece. Nine. That's what I'm telling you. I love it. Well, listen, if you're ever out I love there, that you let me know. You know we, got, we, got, we got some connections. My brothers, there. my Greek brothers. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Go ahead, go ahead, Rick. So I, I was going to say, so once kind of the Olympics, that 96 happened, you're on top of the world. Then 97, we know the, the fastest man alive. What was next after that? Did you say, you know, you want to stay involved in the sport? You want to go more hosting on the television radio side of things? What was next for you? I think, I think one of the things you do um, as an athlete, especially as an individual athlete, uh, you know that, 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 that the competitive spirit uh, never dies in never your head. Dies, yeah. But you also know that one, I had injuries. Yeah. And also you're getting old. Your body can't keep yeah, up. Yeah. Body can't keep up to the your mind. Body even right now it can't, right? <laughs> so I, I, so I think that in individual sport you kind of understand that 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 the transitional times are coming. I mean, yeah. uh, when I think of all my friends who play team sports, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, you know, football. I mean, you they're like my man, you know, you, you guys are living good because, you know, if you have a bad day, you can get hidden uh, in the team. Nine other guys picking yeah, you up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but in track and field, it wasn't like that. So uh, I, got, I ruptured my Achilles in 1990, the fall of 1998. And basically, uh, when I try to explain this, um, it's like um, driving a car and, and, and you have like one flat tire. So my body, on the, on, on the right side of my body, everything is cycling and everything's going very well. Like, you know, and then, yeah. then on the left side of my body, like it, it'll go and then it's it almost like it hits a pothole. You, you feel it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you but can it, still run. You can still go, but you feel it. Right. But, and there's a precision. And what happens is almost like, like it's like you, you start up and you're, and you're accelerating and then almost like you hit a pothole. Uh, and, or you hit a dip, so your speed is going to come down, and then also what that's doing is damaging my hip, my knee, my shoulder, your neck, everything you know? else. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I think that um, when I re I, re I I I fin I wanted to retire in Canada. I actually wanted to retire uh, in Sydney, but I, I I had ruptured my Achilles already. Uh, but I got sick in in Sydney, and then uh, we got awarded the the uh, the World Championships which was held in, in uh, 2001 in Edmonton. So I'm like, this is the greatest this is thing home, in the yeah. world, man. You know, so I got to, so, so the, the greatest thing about uh, my career is that uh, I started it in my national, uh, I started being on national team in 1991. I retired in 2001 in Edmonton, still the fastest Canadian, even that year with one leg. Wow. Um, you know, so I, I retired in 2001, man, in front of home. And, and it's been great since then. So it's just been business then and, and uh, you know, trying to live and, and being a dad and, and uh, you know, enjoying the good weather in Canada when it is. And then, <laughs> that's and, it. And, the three and, months of the year. And then, yeah, then I leave to go to Jamaica yeah. as soon as it gets cold. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Are you, you go out there every year through the winter and stuff like that? Or are you like yeah. back and forth? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, so I go out for the winter, but I mean, it's, so I do, I still do a ton of appearances, uh, you know, and speeches and and of course, uh, you know my 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 business partners and 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 endorsers. Uh, we still have an amazing relationship. So I have to fly in to come and do those things physically. Yeah. Before the pandemic, uh, I'd fly in and do all those things. So yeah, I'm in Jamaica, but I certainly uh, come back. And mm -hmm. so so well, so I I used to do um, three weeks there, 
and then I, then we'll book one week where I come in and I'm busy, 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 and then back to the sunshine. Go back and then yeah. relax and, and take it easy and all that. Well, well, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> relax. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to play golf, but I'm not I'm not doing. I mean, I'm getting beaten up every weekend. You a big golfer? Um, a big. I mean, okay, I love golf. Um, it's definitely frustrating when you, you know, when he shows signs of brilliance. Yeah. And then you know you hit that hole, yeah, and that you hole crushes you, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but no, but I love the game. I love the game, and I mean, it's it's definitely one of um, the great equalizer because it doesn't really matter how big or strong you are, yeah. Uh, because I'm getting beaten by you know my 350 pound five foot four friend, yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 100%. so it doesn't matter. So, so yeah, but it's excellent to get out. Uh, and and especially right now, even with social distancing and, and stuff, I think it's yeah. it's amazing that we can get out and do. Yeah, that. yeah. I was actually just playing right before this. I played, got nine holes in, and the rain came down, kind of cut it awesome. short. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's awesome. it a lot of fun. What are some things that people wouldn't know about you? So playing, you're an avid golfer. What are some other things that the average person might not know? You know what? I I think that they, first of all, me doing this, like me actually showing up and doing something like this. Yeah. I mean, which I love, right? That's that's. I mean, I'm, I love when there's young entrepreneurs guys which take a chance i mean i love that um well, and sorry I, to cut you off when we started this from the get-go i'm like we're gonna get them and i don't know <laughs> for the people listening i must have i must have dm'd your instagram account <laughs> once a, once a week and erase it send it again erase it send it again double like it send it back and then i got the response i was like heck yeah we got it that perseverance i said i'm like I'm, i gotta get them i gotta get them i gotta get them no no you got it no listen i love this i love i love the fact that you guys are doing this and and, I, and as i said to you earlier thank covid because yeah. it wasn't I w- I something even, good came out of it yeah, absolutely i i wouldn't be here uh, but things that you know i tell you what sometimes people think that um I'm all a business also. I think that uh, because the cameras, I live my life in a fishbowl and the camera's always on me like at the Olympic Games. So people are like, oh man, he's serious. I mean, I'm serious all the time. Yes, I'm, I'm deadly serious and I could get serious like that. Yeah. But most of the time I'm just this. I'm just, I mean, I'm laid back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm easy going. I mean, I, I wanna, wanna get out and hang out with the fellas and have a good cigar. Yeah, you, you know, go. so so I mean, that, you know, I want to get out and play golf, and 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 that's pretty much it. I'm and 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 also when I was younger, and and now like I'm a, I'm an old I'm an old hip hop head. I mean, yeah. I, I you know I listen to a lot of old old hip hop. Like that's part of my my thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there, there, but there's lots of little things that people don't don't see. Uh, because they'll always gravitate. Oh yeah, I saw him run. Oh yeah, look, he looks real serious. Not smiling, not smiling. Angry face. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that? I mean. It's been now quite a few years since you you ran it, and obviously right. living your life. The 2001, yeah. yeah, all that time. 19 years, 19 years. <laughs> no, no, no. We were born. I, I got grazed in my hair. Yeah. I got okay. grazed. But was it like that whole time to now? Was it like the whole time was always in that fishbowl, always like tiring, always got to be on because the people are watching or the cameras? Or has slowly now you know that people say, hey, he's, an, he's just a normal guy. Like he has, he was a world's fastest man but he has all these other things going now has it subsided a bit or is it still you're always kind of like in that spotlight you know i i first of all i think that being serious is a part of me mm-hmm. so i don't need to actually turn something on you know so i've always been i mean i think sometimes i've made people uncomfortable because <laughs> i'm so comfortable you know what <laughs> okay, i mean okay. right so it's pissed off people it's i'm certainly i'm certainly pissed off people okay uh you know i mean in 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 uh in 1996 when i was talking about racism and and people got pissed off i'm like uh hey man it happens mm-hmm. i don't know why you guys don't want to talk about it 
But everyone's like, oh, no, it doesn't happen. I'm like, yeah, it does. I mean, that's why we act, actually, there's, there's a movement right now yeah. where there's people trying to make sure that, listen, you know, the, blacks aren't fighting against whites or anybody else. It's just blacks against racism. We yeah, just want to make yeah. sure that there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a level playing field for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never really been like some guy that had to turn it on yeah. uh, so I was always comfortable in front of the camera or behind the camera because because I was always the same guy so okay. so so I, I think that uh, that's also something that people have learned over the years that you know hey man that oh that guy oh that could be him Ooh, yeah yeah he could, <laughs> he could be a little tight yeah. but also the guy smiling or the guy signing autographs or the guy will sit and take photos and 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 and, and hang out with fans for hours yeah that's the guy too yeah well, I will say, I mean, like, you, listen, you seem like a super nice guy. And I'll say, like, when, you know, when you're coming on, we're like, man, I wonder, is he going to be, like, really serious? Like, the way <laughs> he won, like, like yeah. coming on, I'll show No, but, yeah, I can, you can see that for sure. I can, no, I, I think it's very important for me. If I'm trying to get a message out, I think it's important to be serious. Mm -hmm. But also, I think that uh, sometimes when you get a message out, uh, you also have to do it with, within your own personality. And part of my personality is just to chill. Yeah. It's just to chill and hang out. You should have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's what's, it. Uh, what's a typical day look like for you? Like, obviously, pre-COVID, what's your, like, a typical day or week look like? Well, you know, like, I, I, some of the people might not know, but you just got back in the gym after 20 years now, 19 years. <laughs> yes, like, man, looking, looking good. Looking good. Still looking fit, but I don't what, look pregnant anymore. Day look like? <laughs> what's a typical day look like Well, for I you? think pre-COVID, first of all, the Olympics, I'd, I'd be extremely busy. Uh, it, it's uh, This year, the Olympics would have been happening. As I said to you guys earlier, I would have been in Tokyo right now, or I would have been preparing for broadcasts out of uh, CBC downtown Toronto. Uh, and, and certainly, it would be a ton of media. And a lot of appearances. So it'd be, you know, whether it's speeches, uh, autograph signing sessions, going to see fans, being in Japan, going to see fans, being in Europe, Asia, going to see fans and doing appearances. It'd be a lot of that. So that's what my days, most of my days look like that. I mean, that's, that's like that's, go, go, go. Yeah, it's, awesome. al it's always go. Um, always go. And that's the other thing. I mean, I, I actually... The idea of going 100 miles an hour is really comfortable for me. I don't know. You guys look yeah. like you have a, you look like you have a lot of energy. So it's kind of like it's kind of like. So if it's slow and monotonous, it's like oh man, this is shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I need I need to like the fast pace. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you get up and get going, it's like okay. Let Hit me let's, with let's it. Get the, yeah. So I mean, I'm always used to that. So I'm always used to. For me, it's it's business first, and of course, I've got you know family and yeah. friends and travel. You know, so yeah, so pre-COVID, I mean, yeah, this would have been like the, 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 the busiest time yeah. of the year for you. This would have never happened. Yeah. This would have <laughs> never happened. You, you guys would have to come and find me in Tokyo, man. Or, or hey, or I've been out. We've been out there actually. We, we, a couple of years ago, we went uh, with, like our families went down. Ago, yeah. Amazing city, but we would have somehow found you. Yeah, we, we would have found <laughs> you. <laughs> snuck in. Ricky would find a way. I, I got to find a way. Always got a way. Well, you know what's funny? I just um, uh, track Canada. I think they just had a big sale with like, all their. I guess a lot of their merch and gear. So I bought a jacket, a sweater. It shows up to my house and my mom's like, you literally, like I put it on. I'm like, how do I look? Like, you look like you could be in the Olympics. Perfect. I'm like, man, go. that's it. That's my ticket. I'll just print <laughs> off a little badge. What sport are you? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, underwater yeah. bowling. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I can hold my breath. Bowling. I'm good. <laughs> so now that the Olympics are postponed, just on that topic, I mean, is there any indication that they push them just to next year and it's going to continue? I mean, or... So what, so what the IOC, the International Governing Body, which yep. is the International Olympic Committee, what they've done and, and agreed with the IAAF and, and um, 
the International Amateur Athletic Federation, and also uh, the Tokyo Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. I think that they've pushed it a year. Um, yeah, uh, we don't know what it's going to look like, uh, which is what's real scary. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine what the Olympics is going to look like without fans. Yeah. Because I'm saying for someone who's competed in two Olympics and also, uh, you know, being a part of a broadcast of the Olympics, it's scary that like the vortex of fans and the energy in a stadium yeah. is just a different, it's a next level thing, man. You know, so I don't even understand what that's going to look like. So I kind of feel sorry for like Andre and Aaron Brown and, and a lot of these young Canadians and a lot of the other young sprinters around the world, what it's going to look like. So I'm hoping, I mean, I think that we all are, for sure. but, yeah. we're, but we're hoping that uh, there's some uh, solution, uh, you know, to, to the pandemic. And, and so you can get back to a place where the Olympics can be broadcast and also the competitors can get back in and, 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 and compete in an environment where it's like normal, I yeah. guess. You know what I mean? For 100%. Like, right, because I, like I'm, sitting, I, I'm a fan of basketball and, and you know, I'm a fan of sports, period, as you all know that. And, and I'm watching even the preparation of, 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 of the raps getting ready to play in, in Orlando. And, and, and I'm like, what is this going to look like? I mean, yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching um, rugby from Australia. I'm, I'm our Australian yeah. rules football. And I'm looking at this, I'm going, so I've been to all these games and I've, and I've watched, uh, I've, I've been to all of these games in all these places and it's always like packed to the rafters. And again, it, it's just very, it's just really weird for me. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's very weird for me to think about something like, like think about- Empty sands. Are you guys, like think about college football in the States. Yeah, it's right up our alley. 115,000 people. We went to the big house. Yeah. Right. We, were, we were in Michigan this past year in, the, yeah. in October. 115,000. And you're sitting on, like you're on top of each other. There's just like bent bleacher seating too. Right. So it's not like you have your own space like maybe in, uh, in Scotiabank Green. Like you're on top of each other packed right. in. Right. So I don't know what that's, but even to your point that like the Olympic- the track and field events are notoriously are, are known to be the biggest events and typically right near the end, right? Yeah. Like it's, and the hundred meter is like the pinnacle. Yeah. Maybe some of the swimming, but the hundred meter. No, not the swimming. Not the hundred meter. Absolutely no competition. The hundred meters, that is the that is the pinnacle the, of all I agree. Olympic games. But that but that's the point is that yeah. like when you're when anyone's running that, right. the the fans do have an involvement. Like having the energy yes. in the stadium like that, that matters. Like yes. yeah. where in what event in what sporting event on the planet do you have 100,000 people and someone says, on your marks, and it's just... And that's it. That's it. I mean, Jeez. there's... there's got so chills, there, man. Right, Holy listen, shit. <laughs> there is nothing like it. On, there's nothing like it. I'm always, I always tell, uh, you know, I mean, I've got some incredible successful friends who like to go to sporting events. And one of the things I say to them is, you must go to the Olympics, but not only go to the Olympics... Go to watch the real man do some things, which simply means that you have to get to the 100 meters and get to the 100 meter finals. Like there is nothing in the world. There's, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And, I'm, and I've probably been to every major sporting event on this planet, but there's nothing like it. And I'm saying I, I competed in it. I understood like, like when you're competing, you're in your own world. Like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But when you watch it, oh, there's nothing like it. So yeah, I always, it, I always say that to people. I was going to it say, it's probably me? the most exciting 9.84 seconds in the world, eh? In, in well, history sports. Not for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I, was a little, I was a little upset I ran that slow, but it is what <laughs> it is. That slow? Yeah. Well, it was, well, it was based upon what my, my, so my coach thought that going into Atlanta, I, I was ready to run 9.71. 
Wow. Yeah. So and so I had a I had a seven terrible one would have still stood today. No, no. The bolt it's, has it's fifty eight now. It's fifty eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but it's just bolt. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just him. <laughs> just him. Yeah. Just him. Yeah. Well, actually, on that note, like. If you match you guys up and look at how this his stature and how he runs it and you like, I mean your frames look different, your size, the style of running and mm. is there a reason why like he was able to beat it? I mean when you were running it looked like powerful running. When him it just looks super. I don't even know how to explain. It. Like, it looks very different. Well, well, I mean you saying it's just a different. First of all, it, I, we never compare because it's just a generational. Yeah. Um, you know uh, when I ran, um, you know. Technical things were different. I mean, right now, uh, you've got better tracks, better spike plate, okay. better shoe, better surfaces, uh, better training. Yeah. You know, um, be- nutrition. Pro- nutri- like everything changes. So no matter what, there's always going to be bigger, stronger, faster as, 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 as any sport evolve. And But you say I'm just a special guy. He's six foot six. Yeah, he could sure. get out of the blocks. And then you know when when the big motor gets going, man, he just he just gaps you. Yeah. So it do, didn't really matter. But but again, one of the reasons why he's obviously set the standard uh, into where it is today was because he was so good. But also not only that, he ran fast. But he's but but like like I did when I competed, we mm-hmm. we both transcended the sport. Yeah. So you want to get in, uh, you know, have fun with the fans, entertain a little bit. Like you knew why you were there. Yeah, yeah, and and so th- that's why he's incredible at what he's done, and and that's probably why you know he's definitely the greatest. I mean, he definitely is the goal. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Me, I don't know what that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but he is. But, I mean, he's the fastest yeah. guy for sure. To, to yeah. jump back, you said your coach said you could do nine Apologies. Yeah. And, and was that based on just with what you thought with your your top speed, how you got out, and if yeah. everything worked to your favor just that training. day? Yeah. So it's just training. I mean, one of the things he, uh, in, I hated watching film of myself. Uh, so uh, when Dan was coaching me, I would it would be a feeling for me. I mean, for me, sprinting was just a feeling. It's kind of like it's kind of like your golf swing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a I don't want to watch something. I, I don't I don't want to see how I sing, uh, how I swing. I want to feel how I swing. Yeah. So uh, I mean, and and to me, that's probably learned behavior uh, of my own personal body. Uh, so uh, training uh, in Tex at University of Texas. Uh, Dan just kind of he just he just said, "Hey man, um, you know you're gonna be all right. You know, so you're gonna be all right means that things are going good. Okay. Because you know there was never Dan and my dad were the two men that didn't really give compliments. They just said, "Hey, listen, you're gonna be okay. You'll be okay. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he just thought that, um, and he told me this later on. He just said, you know, based upon what my calcula- calculations were, uh, I had you at nine seven one. So. It's okay. What was your training looking like during all leading up to this? Is it you're on the track six days a week, seven days a week, weight training, mornings, or what's a, t- again, well, I don't know much about running. I'm not a, a runner, but what's a typical training regimen look like for, for yourself? The, and that's what I'm saying to you. It's the exact same as what a golf would be. Exact same as how someone plays tennis would be. So I'd be on the track. I mean, you're not on the track running for <laughs> yeah. six hours, right? Uh, so certainly you'll take, I mean, and for me, because of body, body mechanics, uh, you'd be, you'd, you'd go through your, your, your warm-up protocol, with in, which, which includes probably stretching every single yep. muscle in your body. I'd probably get a, I'd probably get a massage. And then I'd do a workout for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, but then you'd, you'd leave from that, you'd go do an hour or two hours in the weight room, then physiotherapy. 
you know, and all of that I'm eating like every two hours. I'm I, like, I'm packing on protein. Probably like 10,000 calories a day. Well, we don't even know what it was. Because yeah. we just, no, no, seriously, it didn't yeah. matter. I was hungry. There was food. Yeah. I, I mean, so we weren't even like, I, I, like I, I competed at between 205 and 209. And, and there was the calories. No, just just, just eat. Get, you're hungry. Get, eat. As long I, as you're between that. Yeah. Like that's it, yeah. Like, but, but we wouldn't. But the thing is, well, I, that was just my weight. I okay. didn't. At no point uh, was I going, oh, my God, I think I'm getting heavy. Let me just step on the scale. Okay. I mean, it's not a beauty contest. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. So, yeah, we we. Uh, so, I mean, everything was structured. So you asked me about the day. The day consists of all of those things, man. I mean, you had. So it's basically uh, getting ready and training your body as if you were an F1 car. I mean, that's yep. really what it was. So essentially, you, you take everything apart, you build it back up, and you tweak things every day, every single day. Little by little. Was it yeah. seven days? You get a day off. Did the so coach was, say, you know, you worked hard this week. So yeah, Take was, this night off, go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So we had, so we had, we had, um, so it was, we, so training was six days a week, uh, six days a week, and then uh, on our, uh, for three weeks, and then our fourth week, it'd be five days a week. Okay. You get that extra one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that one day you had to go do something. So you couldn't just sit around and watch TV. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to anyways. I mean, no, because you, like you said before, you always want to go, 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 right. go. But you also want to, I mean, I think that it, it's always, it's kind of like, it's almost like you have a Ferrari and you, and you go, okay, today I'm not going to take it on the track. I'm just going to take it out for a spin. Yeah. Right. So you're still staying out, staying loose in the last stuff. Yeah, you, no, you got to. You got to yeah, stay yeah. loose. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, but you can't really park your body and then get up the next day and go through that routine. Yeah. Uh, because also one of the things that you have to understand is that uh, every single day, it's, it's, and it's no different in any sport, by the way, every single day that you train, you train really hard, you tear muscle fibers. So that's why it was really important for me to, to train very hard, but then spend, you know, I've, I'd spend, you know, 35 minutes in an ice bath, right? And then physiotherapy. So you actually, oh, wow. you're tearing your muscles all day and you're repairing it for you to train the next day again. Yeah, to yeah. do the exact same thing over again. Yeah, man, the monotonous, boring thing that give you guys nine yeah, but seconds. But it works. <laughs> it <laughs> works. It to give the fans nine seconds. <laughs> that's 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 to give the fans nine seconds. Yeah, but also, you know, to you know, to 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 be the the, the greatest athlete in the world. That's not a that's not a bad thing. No, definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely. Yeah, in Actually, my case, yeah. Did you have any uh, superstitions? Any things you did before, like before you got in the blocks? Something you did on race day? <laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing here. We got, got something. something. We got something. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, I, like, I, I think for me, I like to feel free. So I had b a big Sony headphones, uh, but, but uh, so we're in, a call, we're in a call area. So it's a private area. And I really just like to kind of just be, just be naked. Come Heck on. yeah, <laughs> people, you heard that. No, no, seriously. I mean, I, I had my Heck headphones, yeah. so I'd be, I'd be naked. I'm not the only one. Yeah, just hanging out. Just, just breathe. Have you that on a show you, before? You, you, you got to feel free. But <laughs> there's it. no cameras there, thank God. <laughs> uh, not, nowadays, they'd be like, hey, what's he doing? What's this? Yeah, well, so cell certain. phones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone. Uh, well, there would be no cell phones, and it's kind of like a, it's it's like a place. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the eight athletes. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask, what's the what was the Olympic Village like back then? Because we had a couple of athletes that tell us kind of today's society what the Olympic Village is like. What was it like back then? What was what did they say? Well, they they said it's a lot of partying. Uh -huh. Like we had again a couple of figure skaters, and right. they they competed early on. So they had a couple of days after. Right. And they said, it's like, they're basically meeting every other person, just drinking, partying. I, we, well, we, that's probably, yeah, 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 exactly. we, we don't want to say too much, but <laughs> no, listen, I, so here's, so here's what happens. Um, when you're the hundred meter, I was, when I went to Atlanta, I was, I was a reigning world champion. 
And so if I stayed in the village, it no would be a deal. massive distraction. Because yeah. like I said, the greatest fans that I have are, are from yeah. other countries. They're athletes from other countries. So there's actually people waiting at Canada House for me to get there. Well, probably even some of the Canadian athletes. Well, the there's time. tons of Canadian athletes, yeah. but I'm saying to you that. So, so, so you're like the biggest person going into the Olympic Games. Yeah. So I never stayed in the village. Right. Yeah. However, I do hear that there's a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. And I hear that there's reason why Trojan is a massive sponsor <laughs> is, is, is because is because you have, you know, the the you know the you you have a a a, 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 a an enclosed place that you have uh, you know, the, the greatest been. athletes with you know you know three percent body fat yeah uh, full of <laughs> testosterone and estrogen and you pack them all in one place so stuff's gonna happen and they've been stuff's training they've been training hard for six months eight right. months a year right. Some, something's bad so, some, so yeah so so whatever you heard i'm certain that it is and i'll leave it at that yeah. okay, fair, in, fair. Uh, in 96 and 2000 did you meet any athletes that you still are maintain a really strong relationship with well yeah mo first of all most of my relay guys i mean you know listen i'm the captain of the squad man we've always and 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 our relay team basically is i mean you know undoubtedly for me personally obviously i'm biased but we're the best we're the greatest canadian team so we have four. We have, we have we had four guys in a sub, and we were the number one team in the planet for six years in a row. You know, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'm still tight with those guys. I mean, and 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 I think that um, most uh, track and field athletes, especially ones who have gone on to to, to do media stuff, uh, you know, yeah, we're still we're still tight. I mean, and and also with uh, with the gram and and, and Facebook. Uh, now uh, you, the guys are always, hey man, what's up? What's up, old man? You're, or you're looking fat or whatever. Yeah, so it's all good. No, no so no, we we're always uh, we're always talking. To, we're always talking to really, really, uh, you know, the, especially the guys that did 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 well back then. But it's always good talking to those guys. Yeah. Is there one athlete, whether it's during your time, during now, or even coming up in the future, that and any sport that you are like really kind of amazed with what they did? In their in their field doesn't have to be track anything. I'm a basketball head, man. It's gonna okay. be Jordan. I mean, oh, no, okay. There's no, I mean, there's no. I mean, I, I well, two. I shouldn't say that. Um, so Michael Jordan. I mean, you know, and I had I had the chance to meet the man, so it's it's awesome. Uh, also, uh, I met Muhammad Ali. I mean, and, and there's, I mean, and again, there's no, there's no, there's no person like the greatest. You know what I mean? For you sure. Know? So, so, so I got to, so I got to meet both of those guys, and and obviously Muhammad Ali because of his boxing skills. Uh, but more importantly, uh, because of his, uh, you know, social march to ensure that there's equality yeah. amongst everybody. Uh, Michael's dominance in sport, his leadership. A lot of times people always compared our tenacity and our work ethic and the fact that we took no shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, w there's always a comparison between uh, Michael Jordan and myself. But I mean, again, I mean, I, I think that those are guys in my time. Uh, I definitely love the fact that um, like LeBron and, and probably everybody now uh, with, who has a, 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 a social platform, you know, is just doing good, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I love it. Like, like, like I said, that's why I'm here with you all. I mean, you know, two young guys trying to do some things and come in, uh, you know, get a, get a show on, get a podcast on <laughs> and just make it light and easy. So, I mean, I, I like the fact that there are dominant athletes that I support. But also, I, I like the fact that there are incredible uh, young guys that are out there doing good things. 
it's good to hear. Yeah. I think just we're, since we're on the topic of basketball, I'll kind of throw us so quickly. What do you, the, the the least? I thing? was just thinking the same, man. We're, we're on, on the same level. We're, brother. we're on the same path. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you think with the bubble coming back with with the league restart? Do you think uh, you think our raps are, have a chance at repeating, or who do you think is going to be uh, who thinks the front runner this year? Okay, so. <laughs> First of all, I just want to make sure that all these guys are healthy because I, I think that's what we care about, right? For Number sure, one. for sure. I mean, self, but, I'm, well, but I am selfish. But, but <laughs> so I think, I, so I, I want to watch there was, basketball. There were zero positive cases out of the 390 Luck athletes in the bubble. There were zero positive tests. That, no which is unbelievable. Which is what we want to hear. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Which is what, because I think. Especially as fans, right? We want to see basketball. We want to see sports come back. I am greedy and I'm selfish. <laughs> I want to see basketball. I tell you, uh, and I've said it uh, all year. Um, I actually said this to Messiah, actually. There's a lot of people that are sleeping on the raps, man. There's yeah. a lot of people. But yeah. I like it. That's what I'm saying. Yep. There's a lot. I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, Lakers and I mean, Clippers, but everybody. Yeah. I mean, Lakers, Clippers, you know, whomever, Milwaukee, yeah. right? Milwaukee, you know, even like Boston, like whoever. Yeah. Philadelphia. I'm, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people that are sleeping on the raps, so I'm going to say that I think the Raps are going to go and repeat. I love it. Love I it. love it. Yeah, I mean, I would not counter it because I agree with you. Right. Like we're both diehard Raps fans. Yeah. Well, you uh, have to. For we, sure. We Canada's basketball team. hundred well, we, we percent. Well, I grew up, like, I remember my, I don't really remember it that well, but 95 was my first game. My parents took me to like open, one of the opening days at Skydome Sky yeah. at the time. Right. Um, yeah, and been with them ever since. But just one fact on the why I think the Raps will repeat is that this, I think all season this year they had maybe seven games or something like seven or twelve games with a full with squad. A full squad. Yeah. Gasol just dropped. Gasol just dropped like I don't know 20, 20 30 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Guy looks like he's ready to be a bodybuilder or yeah, something. Right. Siakam probably peak of his game. I mean, Boucher put on some muscle. Oh, yeah. I haven't and, seen. I haven't seen. And it. they're all yeah. young, yeah. right? Yeah. All these players are young. Finally, all healthy. Again, people wrote them off at the beginning of the season because we lost arguably one of the best players around right now. Yeah, but probably the oh, best, the time, best yeah. player, but yeah. that's okay. But that's okay because it's a team Siakam sport, only eh? got better. <laughs> Freddie only got better. Right. Some of these other guys, they're, they worked on their game, lost some weight, put on some pounds. So I, uh, I, I got a good yeah. feeling about that. No, no. They, they, I, I think that there's a lot of people sleeping. And this is a good thing because we get to watch this again. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of people sleeping. But, yeah, man, I mean, there's, like, I would not. I mean, it would be, it would be a horrific thing that I would not vote for, for the raps. And, and yeah, diehard die uh, raps fan, and, and I think there's a lot of people sleeping on them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be, they're gonna, they, they might shock the world. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be well, incredible. Keep talking about raps and basketball. Vince Carter, mm. I'm sure you guys probably crossed paths. He was arguably times, yeah. one of the biggest names in basketball in Canada. You're one of the biggest names in Canadian sports history. So, what was it like meeting him? Kind of, you guys were almost at the peak together. Yeah, you know what's really cool about Vince is that, um, and he just retired too, which is yeah, such a shame that yeah, this is. I, I kind of this is what I, kind of ended know, his career. It would have been awesome if he could have retired in a Raptors yeah. uniform, wouldn't it? Yeah, just. Uh, I thought he was to be honest. I thought Masai I was gonna thought. make. I thought Masai was gonna make that trade for him or Simon his last year. Well, but. well you, you never know. I mean, there's yeah. still time. Still time. Hey, he can come back. <laughs> he can come back. Hey man, if, if Gronk came back, Vince can come back. That's an honestly great point. That's a great <laughs> right. point. So uh, you know what? I, I think that um, uh, Canada, well, Toronto in the 90s uh, was just an amazing time for sports. And, and I love to see that we have matured into like a real mega city now. Uh, 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 you know, so where we have, um, you know, the, the, the Blue Jays were there and they were doing yep, they're 92, making some 93, moves, yeah. Right? And then I came along. But then Vince was toiling, toiling with the Raptors yep. then. And, making, and, and, and Vince was probably... 
one of the most athletic basketball players to ever play the game. I mean, yeah. really. Uh, so he did some amazing things to kind of put, put, help put the Raptors on the map. And it, it's so good to kind of set that standard that allowed Kawhi and, and yeah, DeMar, Lowry and yeah. uh, DeRozan and all them guys to come in right now and, and, and to help with the championship. But yeah, it definitely started with uh, Stottlemyre, yeah. started with Vince. You know, I mean, you know, I had a conversation with Isaiah Williams, uh, I, sorry, Isaiah Thomas um, uh, a couple of days ago. And, and, and he as an owner, him and John Bittoff, yeah. when they all came in and brought those, brought those guys in, uh, it, it just kind of set... It's just really good when you can look at how mature it is right now and, and, and how MLSC is doing such an incredible job and Masai just, just being an incredible leader, uh, you know, where the mature squad is right now and, and where it started. So, yeah, it, shots out uh, and kudos to Vince. Shout out, Vince. <laughs> He's probably not listening. Rick loves a good shout out. Oh, he'll, be, he'll be listening. <laughs> but, but, you know, to, to, to all those guys who kind of make it, make it happen to you know so the city was able to 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 celebrate yeah. the championship well it's year. like where where it came from you watch the videos from 95 96 and they played basically in the corner of the sky dome they only sold seats for basically half of that area right it was like one baseline and and right. one sideline right? right now and curtains yeah and curtains yeah. right <laughs> now you go to the acc or sorry Scotiabank arena and it's you know slammed to yeah, it's the, great. The tits, right? It's it's yeah. insane. It's Jurassic Park in the playoffs. Like you got twenty thousand people outside watching the game, yeah. and some days it was still minus. It's, no it's like, like minus it. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, so. the, yeah, the, yeah. The basketball has grown exponentially here, and I mean, so, you know, sometimes when I talk to my hockey fellas, man, I'm like, I feel sorry for you guys because <laughs> every single kid, I don't care where they're from, what color they are, nobody's playing hockey anymore. <laughs> I said, well, everyone's you know, oh, yeah. come back. Am it's starting right? to come back with Tavares. You know. No, no. I'm not. I'm guys. not saying that. I mean, listen. I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm very pro hockey. Let me get. Let me get that straight. <laughs> it's just. It's just that I think sometimes it's great to take a piss out of them. Yeah. Right. Because. Because I'm like, no. Seriously. After the Raptors, I'm like, everyone wants Losing the ball. Losing fans. Yeah. Right. And also, you have to see it also on a grassroots level where there are what 50 or 60 Canadians playing in the NCAA system. Yep. You know. So yeah. I mean, I. I love where the basketball product is. Uh, you know, I love the grassroots program that exists in Canada. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you can have all of these, every single kid. You can dribble a ball and become a guard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, the greatest basketball player out of Canada is Steve Nash. Yep. You know what I mean? The guy who played soccer from Vancouver, right? So, I mean, it's all, there, there's there's no limitations to, to what's going on right now. And and I think the Raptors, being that it's the only team in Canada, they're, they're, they're putting an incredible product on the court. Uh, marketing is going great. Oh yeah, um, and listen, man. Uh, again, Masai, you can't see you can't see enough about that guy doing an incredible job as a GM. He revolutionized the revolutionized and changed the culture, not just on the court, off the court, in the community, all those things. Like that right. guy's a leader amongst men. Right. Uh, but I wanted to jump back to your point, like the grassroots level. That's what what. I think what the big takeaway is, like, yeah, hockey. I mean, Toronto's Maple Leafs, the, the Maple Leafs. There's always going to be hockey. Yeah. 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 But I think that, you know, you said with Nash, and then you get guys like Jamal Murray now and, and these young guys. Again, and Tons, um, tons. Who's his godson in New York Knicks? RJ Barrett. Right. So yeah. these guys come up. And then now young kids who are five, six, seven, eight years old see the Raps win last year. So, yeah, we might not see it yet, but... 15, 20 years from now, when guys are going to college and all that right. stuff, it's, it just grows exponentially. Oh, no, there's, that, there's a lot now. Funny enough, I mean, here's the thing. Um, so in sports, there it's only going to be less than 1% in sports that's ever going to make it to the top. And what I love, even the grassroots today in basketball, is that there's a ton of kids that leave here and go 
to the NCAA system or they leave and go play uh, pro and semi-pro in Europe. You know, so, so I'm just saying to you that the feeder system that, that exists now for the Raptors is going to be incredible, man. Oh, yeah. And, and, what, and what's happening is that you're getting Canadian talent. Yeah. You know, so I love it. I mean, I, I, I think, again, the product, you can't, I mean, don't sleep on the raps. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, don't yeah, sleep on himself. <laughs> don't sleep on the raps, man. I mean, they're going to be all right. Okay. So just to kind of circle back, and I know we want to be mindful of your time as well. I know you're, oh, we're cutting it close. Let's <laughs> circle back. Um, are you still involved? I know you're involved with like the broadcasting side and some of the stuff with the Olympics, but are you doing anything with, like, do you still keep active on the track? Do you still go and, you know, watch meets? Do you do anything like that? Do you, do you coach anyone? Do you, do you see guys? Like, any involvement in that sort of space? I don't think I have the patience <clears throat> to coach yet. Okay. Um, you're still going 100 miles an hour. Well, no, but, but also I think it's really, I think, I think that I always say that, that teachers, coaches, like police officers, uh, like essential workers, like, like nurses and, yeah. and doctors, it takes a special human being to do that. And I'm not that guy. Yeah. I don't have the patience to do that. Uh, but I think that you know, my wisdom and knowledge is always available for the kids that are competing now. I mean, like I said, I think I said it earlier, um, there is nothing that any of these athletes are ever gonna go through, any, actually it's any athlete. So any athlete in any sport, there's nothing that they're gonna ever encounter that I probably haven't. You know, so I'm, I'll always be available to give, to give them some advice because ultimately uh, I've done this throughout my entire career. Uh, you know, I'm sitting there writing an autograph or, or, or signing an autograph or, or taking a photo, and you never really know uh, what's happening in the life of a young kid. And sometimes just by you stopping and saying hello, it could motivate that kid to become an inventor or an engineer yep. or a doctor or a lawyer or the next greatest sprinter or the I was next just greatest about hockey player. Yeah, you know much what I mean? Harder, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I think that I think that uh, I mean I, I might not be a coach, but I know some incredible coaches because a lot of times uh, you know every day there there are parents across the world that will that will especially online that will send us. Um, uh, proposals to coach and I'm like no but I know an incredible coach in Australia yep. or in South Africa you know or in the Caribbean Italy, or in Greece, Canada yeah. or Italy yeah so 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 we so we actually have a pretty good network there uh, but yeah I definitely don't have the patience okay. to be a coach but but uh, yeah I'm, I'm available to, to, to give these kids uh, whatever they need awesome man. awesome yeah. Do you want to just kind of end with the yeah, last two questions? So, right. Again, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Uh, we got two questions we normally ask, and to be honest, this is the first time where mine's potentially a realistic question now. Okay. So <laughs> if there is a movie about your life, mm -hmm. who would you want to star as you? It could be any oh, actor, geez. old, young, from any point in time. Oh, we man. got him. <laughs> Nobody's asked man. you this before. Yeah, you're right. Um, and this is realistic, I too. I was going to say like, me, no. But, but <laughs> okay, who would be like big and strong and powerful? Maybe Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that was the one I had in my mind. I said it. I'm like, man, Creed. I actually met him in Toronto. Yeah. So he's yeah. super, super guy. I was going to say that or guy. even a younger Jamie Foxx. Listen, Jamie is my boy, man. Jamie's yeah. my boy. Yeah. And, Jamie Foxx. So Jamie 100%. <laughs> yeah. But if, if it wasn't Michael B, then it'd be Jamie. All right. Michael, Michael B. Jamie's my boy, man. That's my people. Right yeah. Producers, <laughs> you hear, directors, you hearing this? Cut Kyle? the check. Let's go. <laughs> I get the casting fee. That's yeah. it. Okay. And the last, oh, I'm going to fix this. Uh, last question, the one that I ask is, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Wow. Um, uh, wow. Uh, always, okay, so... So one of the things I always say um, 
I, 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 I should have learned more patience. So I would say be patient. Be patient uh, and keep the people that love you close to you. That's great advice. Beautiful. That's, I, that's, a, that's a great one. <laughs> Donovan, honestly, a, a truly a pleasure and an honor to have you. And thank you for making the time. Thank you. I mean, thank yeah, you. Circumstances. I, know, I don't want to say thanks. I know. COVID, I don't no, want to give them a honestly, shout out. Honestly, I really, really appreciate it. And I know that people, like, you know, they, they, they knew you were coming on. They couldn't wait to hear this. So this is fantastic. Um, if people want to find you, if they want to find out what you're doing, if they want to reach out, where can they find you? Well, they, they, at, at Donovan Bailey. I mean, that's that's... Easiest way. That, yeah. that, that's the easiest way. Man. We'll, okay. we'll share all the social media links. Uh, yes, below. you guys will share all of them. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we take got care you. of it. We Don't worry. You. We yeah. got this. We got this. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? No, not at all. I mean, you know, just get, get, I mean, I'll connect with my office and you guys can yeah, we'll, share yeah. on all platforms. But yeah, listen, it's, I'll tell you what. I love the fact, like I said earlier, I love the fact that young entrepreneurs doing your thing, uh, you know, COVID got me here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good time. It's you know, decent weather outside. I'm I'm gonna go out and go find. Yeah, you're you're itching to. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's a friend of mine I gotta go see. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, man. But it was it's it's awesome, man. And and good luck. For Thank real. you. You guys Appreciate are doing a great it. job. And go raps. And go go raps. All right. All right. I guess that's that's it. We'll sign off there. Sign off, pals. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. No one thing, you're not alright, I'm not alright